Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chats with Yvonne, a space where we explore the beautiful art of public speaking. These segments are meant to bring us closer to or starting or continuing in our own public speaking journeys, because we really all do have them, by connecting with people to understand their own public speaking journeys. And in today's segment, we're talking to another one of my high school peers, where we'll learn about how our high school experiences in public speaking have shaped their career and really life in general. So with that said, I'm so happy to welcome Eric to Chats with Yvonne. Eric, how are you? Hey, it's, it's going good. It's going very good. Trying to force myself to take a break, but overall, <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Exactly. Well, I mean, shoot, thank you for taking your break time to talk to us and talk no, no, we're good. <laughs> on chats. Um, I'd love for us to start off with just an introduction of who you are, what you do. Tell us who you, what you're all about. Okay, so I'll just package it very easily. So uh, I am an apparel designer, creative, I guess what you're gonna call it. Um, so I've been in the industry for eight years, roughly six, eight years, I don't know. Uh, worked with Abercrombie and then went to Nike, which that was cool. And then now at North Face. So yeah, so I guess you could say uh, presenting has been a very key part of everything I've done up until now and it's been kind of like, I guess you can say it's been a fundamental part of my success that I've always done from presenting collections to presenting to athletes, to presenting to people, and even in interviews um, has been such a key element in regards of what you do every day, but yeah. Cool, thank you. And we'll get into the public speaking part of your job, yeah. but to give folks context, what does a day in the life of you look like, whether it's at work or whatever it is, so that we understand the context of, of the pub, kind of public speaking that we're talking about here. You want pre-pandemic or pandemic? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want, whatever okay. you want, yeah. So let's do pre-pandemic because that was like, we want to remember the good times. Um, so for me, I got up every morning, we commuted to work, um, depending on, on, the, on the day in the calendar. So if I had to present a collection, I have everything ready. Um, I would go through my lines, not lines, but I would go through the bullet points that I want to make in that collection. Um, and then we have the business side and the design leadership, design and business leadership show up. And, um, and so we go through the collections, each designer goes through the thing, we present it and depending on the gate. So we have three gates. We have like D1, which is presenting first time, second time, it's kind of later in the process. And the third time it's like packaged nicely, everything, all the details are ironed out. And so then we present and either design leadership, business leadership, or your cross-functional partners are gonna actually talk to you and be like, Eric, have you thought about this? Is this, we're struggling with this price point, how we can work it. Marketing team sometimes comes in um, and stuff like that, depending on the company. So like for, for Nike, it was like a lot of people involved. Um, and for North Face has been a little bit like, you just talk to your creative director, you present your actual ideas. If he's on board, he's gonna give you feedback. If it's not, if it's good to go, it's good to go. So yeah, you package it and then you turn it, uh, you get ready. Once everything's done, if you got the feedback, you apply it. If not, you just kind of go home, you chill out a little bit because that takes a lot of the day. Um, and then if it's not one of those presenting days, you kind of sit down, um, you kind of oversee your collections, what you have to do, what I had to do. I oversaw like four different collections uh, within Nike. Um, and then for North Face, you kind of see your styles that you have to oversee. What are your meetings? Uh, do you have to meet with your uh, cross-functional partners to iron out certain details also? Um, and then you got to go home. But most of the time it's either like, you have your sketching portion so I can draw, I can concept things from later on, or um, 
build decks and presentations to kind of like package the collection that I'm going to present. Um, but overall, just kind of stuff like that. But yeah, pretty much cool. well, creative just wanna, as much as possible. I want to say you you make it sound you're like, yeah, you know, this is just casual. This is what I do. I just do this. And it sounds like a lot. It, it's, it sounds awesome, by the way. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I'd, I'd like to know, has there ever been a moment because you do a lot of presentation of your own yeah. work and ideas? Has there ever been a moment where you knew that your idea or you felt that your idea was solid, but maybe you didn't present it in the right way? And so it was, you know, the feedback was, hey, let's go back and correct it. But you're like, no, you know, has has that ever happened? And how did you do that? Because feedback is a really big part of the public speaking journey, too. Yeah. So it wasn't OK. I had a coworker. I'm not going to say anything besides that. Um, and they kind of like to throw shade and that was their thing. They're good, they're phenomenal. Everybody at Nike was amazing. Um, but so we were presenting and all I can say is World Cup 22. So we we're presenting World Cup 22. I got to work on that stuff, uh, design some of the stuff. I can't confirm or deny anything. I'm not under contract, it's just out of respect of everything. Yeah. But um, they called me out and they're like, Eric, you're repeating. So you've even said it in your Instagram. There's phrases and certain things that we repeat because we're comfortable with. And I used to do that. I used to even invent words. But since I said them with such a confidence, people would believe them. And it was hilarious. But but <laughs> I mean, you sell it, you fake it till you make it. But um, there was one where we were presenting to the VP of design. His name is John Hoke. And, um, and they were just telling me, yo, you're saying these words too much. You have a tendency to do that. And there, it's, it's like one of those like backhand slash feedback things. And they had a tendency to do I was like, oh, OK okay, let me figure this out. And it's, it's World Cup 22. So you want all the product, all the sketches that I've done and everything else to be packaged and presented really well. So that, that was one of those like where if you don't do it right, they're not going to get the idea. They're not going to understand you. And they might just, even though the designs look good, you might, they might be like, I'm not confident enough about this. You have to start over. Um, and I remember they were telling me one time, one of my directors told me like, Eric, it's, um, the product might be good, but the reality is like 70 for 75% of that is marketing and probably 20% is the product. So the, depending on how good you sell it, it's like how people will buy into it. You can be selling water to a fish. If you sell it amazingly, you're just solid. Um, but so then I went back to the drawing board cause I knew I had those tendencies, but I never, I never addressed them. I was good at presenting because I understand this idea where like you, when you're up there, you essentially can manipulate people to believe and think the way you want them, depending on how you intonation and all these other things. So I sat down and I was like, let me hit my bullet points. These are what are the things that I want to say. These are, this is your signature. So use these transitions, da, 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 but not script it so much that I'm like, oh, just let it flow. And one of the key things that I like to tell people is that if you're passionate about what you're presenting, it's going to come out and it's going to be super seamless. And I've faced in other companies where I'm not passionate about the product. It, it's harder to sell. You don't feel it. It doesn't feel right. And uh, so this time I went back to the drawing board and I was like grinding down, repeating it after in my head again, and again. And I want people to understand that it's not weird to even talk to yourself, say it in your head, look in the mirror. Okay. Does that make sense? Even talk, having conversations with yourself, it allows you to better be like, do I understand that? If I don't understand it, how am I going to sell it? Like, this makes no sense. So um, it ended up going an extremely good presentation. Everybody loved the product. Um, 
and even the VP was like, Let me, can you say that again? Let me write that down, please. And I was like, it was, it was good, but it felt good. And, and the individual came up again and they were like, you did, I liked it. You did very good. You did better. And that they're not going to give you more than that, but that was just a milestone for me. And I keep repeating that. Um, and even I think depending on where I go, um, you have to shift your, your content or the way you present. I mean, sometimes I was presenting to creators, so you can paint a picture and they can imagine it. But the business side of that, those numbers, those guys don't understand that. So it's one of those things where depending on um, who the audience was, I had to mold my presentation. Um, and depending on the company. So Abercrombie is all about heritage. It's all about those little details. It's all about, um, especially when you're working on an outdoor product, like it's all about that, like, that little fine eye to detail. So you have to call that out, tell a story. For Nike, it's about performance, it's about the numbers, it's about uh, trying to make the athlete feel that 1% better, like pushing the athlete, pushing the consumer. Um, and for North Face, it's about the experience. They're about camping. There's all about like that kind of story of like, they have an amazing heritage. So how do you pull that into this? So um, that experience alone has made me kind of like, okay, um, try to approach everything with a very kind of like not plan, but at least like a well drawn out plan that I can like, okay, this is what I'm going to hit. And even if it's not good product, not, not good product, but when it's not, I'm not passionate about it. You have those outlined that it's like, oh, okay. I hit those points and it's go. It's not my best presentation, but you got your point across the information is there and you're happy. Every, there's so many things that you just mentioned that I'm geeking out about because a lot of people always ask me, you know, how do I get better at public speaking? It's just, I just am not good at it, you know, and it's not this one thing. It really is a culmination of things, right? And the one, exactly. the, the thing that I will say is for people, oftentimes they're like, you know what? I'm just too shy. It's just not my thing. How do I get comfortable, right? And you mentioned, if you're not passionate about it, then it's not going to work, right? It's a, so, it's a combination yeah. of passion plus preparation plus knowing who your audience is, right? As, as cheesy, as basic as it may sound, when put into practice, it's actually quite difficult to do all those things all at once. Yeah. So being able to craft that and create that story there is, is an incredible skill, right? And yeah. another thing that you just described too is understanding what are these almost buzzwords or key phrases that I want to use to make sure that I, my, my product, my design is freaking awesome. So I need to sell it. Right. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate that you said that. And it sounds like a lot of your public speaking journey and, you know, skills were developed on the job and, you know, kind of understanding how things work within the different roles that you've had. And so that brings me to sort of my next question, which is how do you, within the spaces that you are a part of, have you ever felt like, oh, I need to either tone down a little bit or how have you maintained who you are when you are presenting a, a project? But at the same time- uh, first, Yeah, go ahead. First, I wanna, you touched on something that I wanted, that I was thinking about earlier. I was like, if she brings this stuff, I want people to stop stigmatizing this idea where like, wow, he's an amazing presenter. He was born with that. No one, this skill is not, it's not, you're never born with this. Nope. Pro probably some people are naturals in front of like audience, but what you see up in the stage or in a recording or in a show or any of these things is the product of countless times of presenting, making mistakes, stopping in the middle of a conversation, like, you know what I mean? Or saying, um, too many, very, like too many times or just forgetting what you're supposed to say. 
um you see that but uh one of the things that you have to <laughs> you get you, you i catch myself because i'm trying to stop that as much as possible oh me too but that is so important i want to destigmatize that like it's practice it's consistent practice it's talking to yourself it's presenting in front of other people and even to the most extreme is recording yourself listening over oh, i said this i said this okay i gotta stop this pace yourself chill out or have somebody else give you feedback uh yeah so it's it's all those things and i want people to not be it's intimidating with you somebody that's had years of doing it and it just comes naturally to them uh right and and so then that, that, that it comes naturally to them right when in fact oh, that probably, took practice yeah they probably wrote things down they did their own meditation they uh, mm. you know they probably get just as nervous and mm. it's not that they're m- more natural to it and in fact it's probably that they've just practiced it a bit more and are exactly. a little more ahead in their comfort level than than you are right so i yeah. i like to say that too you know when i lead a lot of my workshops is people aren't born great public speakers you develop that and you work on it and like anything mm-hmm. else you have to work on it you know it, it doesn't work if you don't right and so yeah. you have to get good and comfortable with practicing even if it's just with ourselves you're, like you said in the mirror or recording ourselves or you know one of the things that sometimes i'll do is i journal a lot and so i'll journal and i'll read those things out loud because it's kind of two things in one right you're comfortable with talking about your thoughts and your story and you know you're vocalizing it just helps you internalize and reflect on it a little bit more but then you also get comfortable hearing your voice how does my voice sound when did i emphasize this why did i decide to emphasize on this word versus this other one you know so i i totally agree with that and now in regards of like coming up with your signature and your aesthetic in regards of when you're presenting it takes time and and no one is reinventing anything spoken word has been for thousands of years um, but one thing I do, I do like is like watching other people and understanding how they presented that or the way they move their hands. Those that are, once you, if you like that, take it and then just use it yourself and then figure out that's what's, you know, that's how you realize what you actually like. And then that's how you build upon your aesthetic and the way you present. And it might be, some people have this, I am so jealous of this one. It's very like conversational presenting and they're like, and they stop. And they make you think about it. And then they turn. I'm like, yo, this is amazing. I wish I, I tried doing that. Uh, and it's worked a few times. It, again, it's it's a learning process. It's And I was I was uh, lucky enough that at Nike, you're consistently presenting the leadership. And it's like you have at least four presentations within a month. Or you're in a group and you have to talk like loudly. You have to present yourself. So it's always, that was the luck. So then I also got to refine it there. But um, my... My aesthetic when I present, it's very, um, it's very like TED Talk. I want to make it seem like I'm having a conversation with the audience, and especially when I was when it was not COVID and we're at Nike, you you have the business, and then I'm like, what I would do, and even it seemed like a little bit like people would just stand there and they're like, yeah, this is this is my collection. I've designed these five styles. This is what we have. Uh, these are the five. And I'm like. And you want to tell a story you and i was like a little storyteller and i was like okay this is what we want to do we want the athlete to feel and really live the idea of that he's better at performing so you would tell the story and then i would turn to the other person and look at them and then make them re- it was just it's all an act it's all like and, and i like to think about it as like amy and you have played football and i want to clarify it's football not soccer football. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
we've played it and so you know that game that game ready you're just getting rid of that mentality you're like okay this is what i want to do this is the things i want to hit i want to make a statement here here so that's the way that i went about it i was like okay but sometimes it was just like oh we're going to go over product you just want to hit the points da, 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 we're good um but more or less i wanted it to feel like i am so sure of what i'm doing that they can't say no so you want to tell the story you want to package it beautifully and they're like yeah, yeah, that's okay, Eric. We're, we're good. We're good. And until you went down. And, and that was always the goal. The goal was, and then uh, I want people to understand there's never going to be a perfect presentation. There's always going to be that one thing you could have done better. Oh, I could do this better. It's a learning process and it's always going to be so different each time. So don't always hold yourself. Keep an expectation of like, okay, I want to achieve this because that's, you're going in with a plan. So you have everything kind of like in your mind. Okay. I want to achieve this, so I'm going to do this, this, this. It gives you a scaffolding to what you want to do. Um, but for me, consistently was at Nike or anywhere I go is how do I better myself for my previous presentation? How do I sell this in a way um, that it's undeniably good and then the, the person's going to be like, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I think my first presentation with, um, with North Face and I was presenting a women's product, we had had insights previously women's products so i was like oh this is perfect let me take these points that we got from the insight team let me tell the creative director hey so hey so i designed this with this the reason this is not there is because we got insights because of the team they pointed out that the consumer doesn't like this 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 so that's how i went about designing this and even if you mess up on a few words as long as you go and then continue it's okay you're a human being whatever it adds a little bit like Oh, he's human. He's not a robot. Like everyone can I relax now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, relax. Um, and then, so then he was like, after that, he was like, yeah, good job. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. He had nothing to say. So, but that's what you want to, sometimes you want feedback, but I feel so accomplished because I was like, that's my first presentation. I'm good. This is the points that I made. This is why I designed it. I'm good. But that, I mean, that, that was with these companies. You have to when you want, you want, especially like sometimes you get too connected to your designs and you just want to hope that no one changes anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, okay, please not like, that's why you sell it. And if they do change something, that's fine. That's part of the process of everything. Uh, but yeah, that was my signature. My signature was coming in kind of like, and that might be for everybody. You want to come buttoned up. You want to tell a story. You want to take them in the journey. And I think Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that my boss has always mentioned is take them on the journey with you like pull them with you like romance it like and that's again that's a after doing it for like seven times um yeah and you but know I, 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 yeah. Go, go, ahead, go ahead no 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 i think it was just like okay and and i love making a show of it so people would remember me because mm -hmm. that's like when they they come they're like oh what is eric gonna say that but i made a show of it always and it was fun i never made it to a point where like i'm disrespecting anybody that was not the point but it was always to the fact that they're like oh this guy is so sure of what he's saying we're good we trust them that that was always the like the goal yeah and i i really liked what you mentioned about you know you pick and choose different styles of presenting you know how does this person talk what what is their tone of voice how do they move what is their body language saying Right? Are yeah. they using repetition as their as their form to emphasize a point? Right? Because no one ever starts just knowing something, right? So it's almost like mm -hmm. reading your own public speaking style. You take a little bit that gi, a little bit that ga, and you bring them together. Yeah, 
Yeah. And to be who, who you are. Right. And yeah. then the other part that you mentioned is this, I public speaking, you know, we've dehumanized it in a way where sometimes we think, shoot, I got to be perfect at this, this, and that. Right. And what you mentioned is actually public speaking is very much in line with the human experience. We're not born yeah. understanding what the point of life is. And, but every day we're like, shoot, I guess I'm trying to figure it out. Right. That's sort of how public speaking is in a way where you don't wake up just being a great public speaker. You pick out bits and pieces. What What do you really like about this? What do you like about that? What worked that one time? What didn't work, right? And then the next day you wake up and you do it again and it's a little bit better than it was last time. So I really appreciate that journey you just took us on too. <laughs> so you're even doing it a little bit here with us. I will, there was one, and I'll give you an example of that. There was a TED talk when I listened to it and then I think it was on YouTube and he was like, it was a woman, it was like the skills of presenting. And I was like, hmm. And so I'll even show you how I used it, but it was funny enough, uh, she was talking about the speed in which you say things. If you slow down, people will understand and it will intake that information a lot more. If you speed up, it's because you don't want people to understand that information. They don't need to pay attention to it. So there's one time where we're into, I think the second design review. I haven't picked out a fabric for my jacket yet. And I'm like, God, Jesus Christ. These guys are a little bit like, they're pointing everything out. Um, and it was a, it was Nike FC. So this collection was reintroduced. I was, I had the opportunity to revive it um, to like, kind of like carry it on. And I was like, okay, I haven't picked this fabric. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, here's a silhouette. And um, right now we haven't picked the fabric, but we're, we're looking for it right now. But silhouette <laughs> and with the details that we're actually doing. And I did it a little bit more conspicuous but no one battered or not, no one caught it, nothing. And they were like, yeah, no, good job, Eric. That's good, that's good. And then they asked for other things. And then again, it was, I tested it out like two days after I heard it and I was like, yo, this works. Wow, but, that's um, awesome. And also and I'm sure- I used I'm it. Yeah, I'm sure it also helped that they sort of, you had a track record with them, you know, like yeah. one where it's like they understood your your work and the way that you uh, talked and presented. But that that's- but there's, awesome. mm -hmm. No, but there's, again, don't feel like people shouldn't be afraid to go on YouTube to check out people um, and just see like the different styles of presenting. It's so amazing to see that and take those. I mean, for fashion design, you don't build an aesthetic or a signature, just you're not born with it. There's many designers that it takes them years and even to this day, they're still refining it. And it takes like, you can be inspired by music. You can be inspired by this. You can be like, it's all these little things that help me build my style. And that's exactly, I like to think about it. That's the way you present also. You build this, you change this. This didn't work out to do this, this. It's it's a learning process. Because it's also an art, right? The spoken yeah. word in and of itself is a, is a form of art. And so I could probably yeah. talk about that for days, but there's, it just is an art that we never quite perfect, but we always work towards becoming a little bit more true to who we are. And who yeah. we are changes maybe day to day, but at least we know that we're working towards that. And so I appreciate exactly. I appreciate everything that you've just said. And it makes me want to sit in on one of your, <laughs> your design pitches. I know that would never be possible because it's, you know, super confidential, but I'm just saying, you know, it'd be awesome to one day, maybe in like 10 years when the product is already like, very well sold and whatnot. What yeah, I can talk into it. Yeah, I can talk to some of it, but no, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be that. No, no, no. But I mean, I, I appreciate all of the little nuggets of information that you've given us, you know, and 
you seem to have a lot of experience with, I, I think there's, there's connection between the design work that you do and public speaking. It, it's not separate, right? One of the things that I know we gathered from high school was that indeed things are not separated from one another, right? Your math, what you're learning in math and what you're learning in biology and what you're learning in English, all at some point there is an intersection there. And so I yeah. think what's awesome about public speaking is that it is across industries, it's across different sectors, whatever it is that you do, public speaking is a skill that will further whatever it is that you're that you're working on. Exactly. So I, I appreciate, I mean, I appreciate the time that you took to talk to us today. And if there's anything else that you want to leave our audience with, please share because you have incredible experience and insights. No, no, it's been, it's like, even to the, and I, like I was telling, I mentioned it earlier, even to the right now, like sometimes I get stuck on my words. I get nervous. It's just part of the process. I think when I started with North Face, I didn't necessarily, like, I was like, mm, it, it took me some time to find, like, you, it's even hard because you have to, especially when you present to the same individuals always, start learning a little bit of what they're, what they listen, what they catch. And I was like, okay, this is what they catch. So those become like, identifiable elements that you that you use and you present it's it's even today i'm like i like i should have done that better and it was funny because like and and also you're your biggest critic i'm not gonna lie to you even after i presented it and uh, there and someone heard me they we had like a, a team building exercise they came up to you like i've never she's like you presented like i've never heard somebody present like i'm like i thought i messed that up Again, like it's, you're going to be your biggest critic. And I think you, you have to cut yourself some slack. It's a, it's a learning process. Um, and I'm not going to get tired of it. I like it. And it's maybe, it's not an ego thing. Um, <laughs> but it's like, when you do right, you feel it. And then it just feels so good. So I, I feel like it's telling people to like, don't worry about it. Take a deep breath, go in it. And then I think it's just going with the game plan and more or less. Uh, even like I even messaged you the other time the idea of just writing down the first thing you open with and the last thing you end with is such a genius thing and I was like oh. I, like, I should have because I'm like it's sometimes so weird because you just end abruptly and you're like yeah you're like and no, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no but that that idea is so amazing because you end strong and some, it's like and sometimes those two lines can like really sell something because maybe they're not presenting here, but the way you said the end, they're like, oh, I love it. And, you know, some people pay attention, some people don't, but they love it. And then they're gone with that image of you, like you ended on a high note. Uh, but no, no, it's been, I haven't paid attention to your Instagram. I'm like, yo, that's, okay. Like I, I write Thank it down, like, okay, I got to figure this out. No, but it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, as you mentioned, this is something that I say too, you build your confidence as you do it more and more. Part of, you know, public speaking in and of itself, you can hear my dogs out there. Public speaking in and of itself is 
you know, when you give a presentation and someone's like, damn, that was an awesome job. Or you did incredible. Even though you know, and you notice the things that you're like, well, I said this a little too much, or I messed up right here. I didn't say this point that I was supposed to make. No one else noticed. And to everybody else, you did an, an amazing job, right? You internally can know, great, this is what I need to do for next time to make it even better. But it is a really good feeling to know that someone connected with what you were saying and that they resonated with with the words that came out of your mouth, you know? So mm. thank you for sharing that. No, no, that's good. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, and yeah, and with that, that ends today's segment. But Eric, thank you so much for being on Chats with Yvonne. I really appreciate it. All right, bye everybody.